Well, it's Wednesday, so you know we got to do a little reason rankings. We got to make sure that AJ Black probably doesn't piss you off today, but you never know. Who does he have in his top five, top five when it comes to Atlantic and Coastal? Find out soon. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. Got a lot to go over on today's show. We got reads and rankings. We're going to read your YouTube comments that you've had from our past episodes this week so far and a little bit, maybe even further back. But more importantly, AJ, you are the talk of the town, sir. Let me tell you, these people are stressed about your rankings. Uh, I I get I, I have a lot of pull here in the YouTube world, so I'm I'm, I'm glad that uh, I get people riled up. That's I guess I'm doing my job right. You a thousand percent get the people going, and we've had people going certainly when it comes to just rankings and feeling like Boston College was supposed to be better than they were, and the Syracuse wasn't that great. It was just it's been a lot. I'm not gonna hold you, and been some surprises. I will start off by saying Boston College. You're stressing me out here. I'm feeling good about you. I don't know what to say. Oh, and two is this is just not a reflection of this team. Zay has no regrets, right? Like that's how we're feeling, correct? Um, I I, I imagine Zay has no regrets. At least that's what he's saying. Um, yeah, it's uh, if you want some fun, if you want to hear a fan base completely implode, and there is a Boston College fan base, uh, go check out Locked On BC, uh, the Virginia Tech show. Uh, it was, it's ugly. <laughs> it's very, very ugly. <laughs> Did your message boards like shoot to the right? Like just, oh my gosh. Off. Yeah. So in, in the world of professional sports journalism and writing about teams, <laughs> there's two things that get you lots of hits when your team is great. And when your team is absolute garbage and, <laughs> and when you're in the middle, like when BC has been for the last like 10 years, where you're seven yeah. and five, six and six, it doesn't really move the needle, but when you're right. really, really bad, that like the hits go crazy. People love talking about it. They get angry. I, I mean, the, the hyperbole out there is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I totally agree. And hyperbole is the perfect transition. As we talk about the first episode from Monday that got people really in their feels. I got Seminoles fans down my throat telling me that I didn't understand the greatness that is FSU and how they made the conference. And they're the reason that we're breathing here in the ACC and football status. They have all the percentages and I'm a joke, all the things like I I've had to block a few friends, but it's okay. I have a few friends here that are ready to read. So if, we, if you will indulge me, should App State be a part of the ACC? Listen, oh, you I took my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to – Candace, when I got to my number one ranked school, I was going to say yeah. App State, but you already took it. So. You could have held it. You could have held it. Uh, it didn't have it, so I was going <laughs> to – could they be? No. <laughs> should they be? You know, absolutely not. But, like, if, why not? At this point, just embrace the crazy. At least you know they're going to beat a really good team every now and again. They're going to give you a little shock value. Like, I just – I felt as if – it was just a reason to get people riled up. But more importantly, oh, yeah. for those who are dedicated and actually listen to the show, we talked about that for maybe two minutes of a 30-minute episode. And I, I was going through your comment section on that and, and your tweets. 
Yeah. And uh, you had some people riled up. I had some that. people locked on stupidity. Like, I was just like, dang, <laughs> let me know how you feel. I just, but it's okay, because I clearly hit the blog button and we kept rolling. <laughs> Needless to say, my friends at the YouTube were a little bit nicer. One of the highlighted comments from Nas Wilson said, man, Candace, you and Kitten are the cousins that show up at the family gathering going back and forth with jabs. But it's all love. It's not a Monday without y'all. And I appreciate that, Nas, because yep. at the end of the day, we try and make it fun. But then based on weeks two and one and two from Heart Sick Disciple, he says Syracuse looks like they could win seven or eight games. We're going to find out how good they are this week when they play Purdue. Syracuse has been surprising for a lot of people, considering everyone voted them to be the last team preseason. Maybe media really doesn't know anything. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet on that one. <laughs> um, I though I, I have said all along that I think Dino's a good coach, and yeah. I have been impressed with what he's doing and. You know, even more credit. This is the second year in a row where he has shown that he can build a team in a different way and, you know, coach up guys. I mean, Garrett Schrader, who who thought going into this season, he'd be the best best quarterback in the ACC. If you said that to me, I'd say you were you were insane. Yeah, I would say Drake Meg is the best. Now, wait a minute. I got to give Carolina some love here, AJ. Drake uh, is the best. I mean, pro football focus rankings. If you want to go by that, it's Schrader, though. <laughs> but they ain't watching my man Drake. Don't come for Drake now. Drake, he, <laughs> he threw one interception, and now we want to throw him away. But, I mean, he's only played two freaking games of college football. But I right. hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So, I, you know, I, I, all the props to, to Syracuse. They're a tough, gritty team. And and for a team that, like, four years ago was looked like fluff, you know, in terms of, like, playing, like, that speed tempo thing that go into, like, this, like, you know, like really old school, like pound the th- ball down your throat with good defense. Mm-hmm. Babers yeah. is doing it. He's showing he's, he's, he is the right fit for that school. Absolutely. Now King Leo VT, one of the parts of the title of the show was what is happening to Boston college. And he said, nothing is happening to Boston college. Virginia tech finally got their butts in order and won a game. What are your thoughts there, AJ? Well, you'll get my rankings later. It is not beat Virginia. As much as everyone wants to make it out to be in Virginia tech, having their things together, mm. they beat, they, they absolutely blasted. And any team could have done this a offensive line. That is one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. And if you know they they rushed they had that 165 yard run they weren't able to move the ball at all after that and then they had one good pass a couple good pass plays and Phil Dracovic fumbled the ball through an interception that gave them really good field position other than that they really didn't do much of anything so I am not buying on Virginia Tech being back yet yeah. they pound I mean just go back and watch some of the clips. Go to Eagle Insider, my site, and my my co-writer wrote re-watched it. God bless him. I don't know how much alcohol he needed to do that. Um, and showcase like how bad BC's offensive line is. It's like historically bad. Yeah. So I don't read into any team beating BC at this point. Like, yeah. Like you're good. You got your win, but like that doesn't mean your team is back. So like, apparently BC Kenton- fans are worried that Maine's gonna beat them this week. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, Kenton said, listen, when he was talking about Phil Dracovic, you know, the guy w- went over to the sidelines, was trying to encourage the team, and then they almost look a little dead in their eyes. It wasn't the same judge of, like, you know, someone being fired up and wanting to rally behind QB1. It just felt like there was a disconnect. And you being, of course, the local expert, have you seen sort of that disconnect with the offensive line and Phil Dracovic? Um, He's been screaming at them a lot. <laughs> like, I – 
and he he made some comments too during uh sun right after the game press conference he said you know i wish we practiced harder at during the uh during the game weeks and i was mm. like okay that's weird um He's catching strays yeah yeah and, and halfley's getting he he and my my biggest issue isn't with the kids because the kids are kids mm-hmm. and they are what they are but it's on this is all on jeff halfley okay. halfley had to have known before mahogany went down with that injury in the spring he was that all-american guard that bc had that you had four guys that you had to replace and you had nobody with any experience and how you could not have seen that there was going to be an issue putting in four new guys. None of them with experience without hitting the transfer portal was a humongous oversight by him. And as a young coach, he made a big mistake. He should. And he, he addressed it today and said he tried to, and he actually blamed money on it, which was interesting. I never, I'd never heard him do that before, Yeah, but you know, I still have this fans that are done with him. They think he's full of excuses and, and blowing smoke up their butts, mm. but I'm not there yet, but I do think this is a big time strike against him for what he, he missed and failed to address when he could have, when there were like 300 offensive linemen in the, in the transfer portal. Well, you know, Phil Jacobic should have taken the Kenny Pickett approach and just bought them all steak dinners and every yep. week and made sure they were fed well and really bonded or buy, you know, the video game with the PlayStation equipment, whatever it is. He needs to button it up a little bit yeah. better because it's a long season. Yep. We're just into week three. My goodness. All right. So those are the comments from that show. Let's go to the next comments a little bit here. I wanted to talk about, listen, at the end of the day, I said Drake May was the best quarterback in the country, arguing through will, whatever. Someone said, oh, excuse me, Lamingo Maddox said we will see our October 8th, if he's the best. All right, cool. I'll remark my calendar. Now we talk about Texas A&M and Miami, which is arguably going to be one of the best games this week. Texas A&M should come out ready to play, says Joe Jackson. This should be a game for Cristobal and staff. Miami has very vanilla offense. I think they've been holding back their playbook close to the chest. Should see some RPOs, something they haven't used the first two games, but used those plays during spring game. So in spring game, Everyone was talking about how there was no receivers and they couldn't catch and there was a lot of struggling, but maybe they were just trying to do the too much high-flying offense at once and they simpled it down for these two opponents that they had recently in week one and two, and now they're going to flash us. Do you see Miami pulling off this major upset? I, I don't think it's a major upset. I think okay. I think Texas A&M is a, t- a team right for, you know, I think they're right on the same level as Miami, and I, I like Miami's chances here. I think that, the hurricanes have the edge at the quarterback. Um, and I think Texas A&M, you know, they showed last week against app state that they're, they're not, they're not a top notch team this year. They're not elite, which is crazy given how, how well Jimbo Fisher has recruited uh, in college station, but they're not there. And this is a perf this for Miami. This is the perfect game for them to go out there and make a statement about where the U is back. Yeah. They've had the chance now to build for a couple of weeks. You know, they were a little underwhelming at times against uh, Southern Miss and uh, my bet online pick of 31 or whatever it was. It was, I think I missed by like one point and I was like, come on, Hurricanes. But <laughs> they, you know, they, they ended up turning it on. They, they put, put them away comfortably. This is a chance against a team that, it, you know, was top 10 that uh, has a lot of hype behind them right now that Miami could go out there and smash them in the face and, and take a win. And I, I, I would pick the hurricanes in this game. I think they're going to win. 
Yeah, personally, I think that the Hurricanes are going to win as well, only because, you know, as much as Mario Cristobal has been the disciplinarian, they are having fun winning. Like, winning is fun. <laughs> Making the yep. good plays and winning decisively has been a different shift for these guys. They haven't had a struggle against bad teams. So, if anything, Texas A&M, they should be hyped about it. Now, they will face a very pissed-off Texas A&M. That could be mean a lot for them. But are the players going to step up? Who knows? But I joke about how Hidden Hooker pretty much was the undoing for Virginia Tech. Maybe Jimbo ain't been right since James. You know, they haven't had he hasn't had that right judge, found that right quarterback to have the same synergy as he once did. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, when you look at the quarterbacks, they had Kellen Munn. And he, mm-hmm. I mean, was he ever like a superstar quarterback? Nah. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had that guy since, since James. And yeah. I think that's a good point. Like he, he hasn't been able to recruit that position. I don't think as well as like elite school should be able to do. And like Miami's doing right now. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Last quote here. I want to talk about the fact that I did mention Hendon Hooker and King Leo VT again said Hooker wasn't doing well at his last season at VT. His last season, we only had five wins during the VT UVA game. Just so happened to have a breathing problem on the field, then transfer. But when you go to a team, where he's got four to five stars, you should you're stacked and you should be doing well. And I sit here and say, listen, you gotta play with who you can play with. That's more slight to Virginia Tech because they still don't have the studs yet. Here we go. There was more comments about studs not having like the right teams. People are overhyping Carolina. And I'm saying yes, but they're still three and oh at the end of the day, you pull out wins. Now mind you, they're the ugliest ones possible. And I want more for my team, but I'll take it considering I'm talking to someone whose team is 0 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, count my but, but back to Hooker, like, yeah. you know, you watch games, and I and I get I get that there's like a a, a, a some uh, when you put everything together, you you see what they actually are capable of doing. I just remember watching him in 2020 and going, man, Virginia Tech's got something here. Yeah, this guy looks special, and I don't know if that's on Fuente that they didn't figure it out by the end of the year, but just he just torched BC, and that wasn't a bad BC team back then. And I just remember watching him going, wow. And, and they couldn't figure out how to keep him in the games. And he was yeah. always coming out. And when he went to, to Tennessee, it was like they you saw what you thought. I, I At least I saw what I thought would was what he was capable of. And it was a humongous miss by Virginia Tech. A hundred percent agreed and glad to see him thriving. But more importantly, I'm glad to see that the ACC overall is thriving. And that leads us to the wow. rankings, the weekly rankings done by AJ Black, who gives us very hot and spicy takes and maybe – We'll be tame this this week, but maybe not. Who knows? So we're going to start out with the Atlantic Division, as we always do. The top five, we can go five to one or one to five. How are we feeling this week, AJ? So I I, I well, let's let's re restack this because I have to okay. I have to go with I went with my power rankings over the entire conference. Oh, so I have my bottom bottom five and, and top five. If you want, love that. if you want the if you want the the ones with their heads in the toilets, I can start there if you want. <laughs> let's go with heads and toilets. Love that. all right. I'm going to start with the fifth worst team. Okay. And this is like, so not fifth for the bottom. And that's Virginia tech. Um, okay. I, if, and that's more not on the Hokies. It's just the, the play of this conference right now. Yeah. Everyone's playing really well. Like I had to look at like, who is like marginally not playing that well. And they lost to, to old dominion. They beat a bad BC team and they, they let BC back into that game when they yeah. had no reason to. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have Virginia tech up there. 
Okay, okay, and I agree. I think that Virginia Tech still, as much as they did beat BC, there's still a lot of questions with Grant Wells. There's still a lot of questions with that defense, and they're going to have to play an opponent that makes you feel like scratch your head and maybe this is a turn of the tides for the Hokies, but not not yet. But good first win. We will give them that. All right, yep. who's the fourth worst? Uh, Louisville. Okay. Uh, they beat UCF. They did. Uh, I still have not seen anything from that offense. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I don't. 17 to 10. The defense is very good. Yes. They had a great game. It, 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 yeah. But they just lost their top defensive tackle that the transfer from, I think it was Arizona state uh, mm-hmm. for the year. Uh, it was a good win. But again, this is all just based off of like every team, except for the bottom three are like, kind of like you make an argument for any of them. So this is just kind of like this, this one is almost like a personal opinion. Okay. Um, I'm nervous I, about the bottom three because there can't be much worse. I mean, okay. Well, so well, let's get to the bad. Please, so those please. were like the top, the bo- the last two were kind of like mediocre. Okay. The bottom three are bad. UVA. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. That, <laughs> that Illinois game was rough. I, I mean, two of the, these bottom three teams have no offensive line and UVA. I thought, I, I mean, I thought it would be C too. Like you'd be able to mask it with a good quarterback, but Brennan Armstrong mm-hmm. looks lost out there right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was the first game where you were like, oh, this is the uh, head coach in his first year. Yep, here we go. And I have to admit, I hadn't watched the UVA game before this, and I did a five-way parlay, and I saw that Illinois was a three-point favorite. I'm like, hit that. <laughs> and I was like, and I watched the game. I went, okay, so I completed one. So I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to say uh, that one is a big miss. And I mean, there's only so much you can do with an offense if you can't block. And- a thousand percent. And that's a big issue for UVA. Yes. If your running backs can't get holes, then you're just going to have a long day. It has nothing to do with the defense not being great because we all knew that they weren't going to be stellar. But yep. you thought it would supplement with a good offense, and that's not necessarily the case. All right. But there's even worse people. So who we got? Uh, oh, yeah. Our second worst team is Georgia Tech. They they beat Western Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, the fan base still hates Jeff Collins. And, yeah. and it feels like it's just inevitable at this point. Like this, yeah. I think – they're about to hit that point of their season. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago where they just run into like a murderer's row of, of teams, you know, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, be, you know, the number one team in terms of bad is, is in a really rough spot. I think Georgia tech could probably overtake them at some point uh, because I just, oh, I don't see them going anywhere. Um, yeah. Who are they playing this? Uh, Old Miss. Yes, I was actually on the Locked on Ole Miss podcast, did a great interview with Stephen Willis. Shout out to him for having me on and getting to talk about Georgia Tech because he wanted me to figure out who the players were. And I was like, mm, you know, I think it's more of a top top down leadership issue than it is necessarily because they have the talent to be successful. They just, just don't necessarily have the coaching development. And then when you just look at if they even show a little bit of competitiveness during the Ole Miss game, do you feel like it could be a savior for his job or he has Jeff Collins has to beat Ole Miss to even consider keeping his job at Georgia Tech or is it writing on the wall? I I think the right, but I, you know, there's a bunch of games. If he wins some of these, like, I mean, just looking at their schedule, who they have to play, like if they, if they could pull off any of these wins, yeah. You have to consider he's doing a good job. I mean, he's got Ole Miss, UCF, Pitt, Duke. Okay, UVA, they could possibly beat. Florida State, Virginia Tech, Miami, UNC, and Georgia. Who are they beating on that schedule? Virginia. Virginia, maybe. Yeah, Virginia Tech. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's getting bleak. Bleak UNC, they've punched him in the mouth before. It's not impossible. Have you seen that defense? So uh, yeah, I, I I have learned again, we have learned my lesson with the with the with the tar heels here that yeah, don't doubt and that. He, that it, listen, it, even Pitt, if Pitt can't figure out who their quarterback is, I know that Keaton Slovis is hurt. I know that you know Nick Patty's doing the best he can, but <laughs> I saw they, you comments about that. <laughs> they need to figure out who's gonna be their quarterback moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I, Nick Patty, if he's healthy, I think is is good. I like him. Yeah. I think he's he's a good co- he's a good uh, quarterback. 100%. But so they're my number two worst team. And okay, all right, strap in for number one, <sighs> Boston <laughs> College. <laughs> you know, I know, I know you hate to do that because it's hard for you, and you know it's not what you were expecting. You really convinced me that we were going to have a good year, but I'd never in my wildest dreams imagined zero and two start. Oh my god. <laughs> I it, it feels like as someone who's covered and, and watched this team and graduated from BC, it feels like I've hit a time warp to some other bad seasons. 2015, <laughs> yeah. BC had the third ranked defense in the country and they could not move the ball to save their life. It was one of the most catastrophic bad offenses. And this offense is right there with them. Oh God. With Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic. Dracovic's been hyper on them. Against Virginia Tech, Virginia um Dracovic got hit on 50% of his dropbacks. Jesus. He was just getting smacked. And yeah. they have I what was it? 36 rushing yards in two games. Yeah. They're averaging two feet a, a rush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. it's just not your year. As yep. we, we make peace with that and we'll try the best we can to move forward, but it does it doesn't feel like this season's going to turn around as we speak. In week two, I can I can say it's gonna be a rough one. Um, I am not. Lo- oh my gosh! I mean, we were hyped by the red bandana, red bandana game. I mean, AJ, we were we were over here all, pumped. I, I'm having PTSD thinking about what that <laughs> offensive line is going to look like against Clemson. Um, my oh my gosh! I hope that Dabo just feels pity because yeah. some of these kids that they got thrown out there. I mean, Candace, that offensive like, line against Brian Brisey and Brian Brisey, Miles and Murphy, Miles and, Murphy, oh and KJ Henry is going to yeah. be disgusting. And the worst part is they have two starters out again. Yeah. <laughs> so, so right now, potentially on their offensive line, they have a def- uh, converted defensive, t- converted defensive end, a walk on. <laughs> you know, this is this is the man in the mirror type of turnaround for them right now. They have to have a strong point of their season. This is the man in the mirror part of their season where they have to look deep within and figure out who they want to be, and hopefully they can bounce back. So we're gonna we're gonna send positive juju their way. Let's look at and, and to the Rutgers fans, three weeks out or two weeks out now that continue to hit up every post I put up with, <laughs> with chop chop and all that stuff. I love you. Keep doing it. I don't Please. care. Like 100%. they like okay. I am a journalist. I cover the team. Yes, I am a BC graduate, but I am not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> like Be clear. I, like you keep calling me a fan. I'm not a fan. It. I don't care. Yeah. Come, come at me. Come at me, Craig. If you don't come, make sure you know I am not a fan. Swing at the king. If you're gonna swing at the king, you best not miss. And Period, I don't. AJ. I don't care. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So we got to talk through our top five. Who are we feeling good about? And I, this is where it got spicy for you last week. So I'm praying that you just have a good list. So our comments don't go to shambles, but here we go. All right. All right. So this, I mean, it was tough to pick five teams <laughs> based off of like all of the, all, all of the success this conference has had so far, which is great. Yeah. It's great for right. the conference. Number five, I'm going to make it Miami. Okay. 
still oh okay we'll put them in there aj you just don't you don't want us to be you don't want us to have nothing nice you know these people <laughs> eat you we up. can't have nice things candace <laughs> why miami at number five um i was expecting them to smack southern miss mm-hmm. and they're good fifth best in the acc good okay. but they didn't like go out there and just you know run them through the through the ringer, which is what I kind of was expecting them to do. So I put them down a little bit. So the win wasn't as impressive as you would have. Yeah, it wasn't like a, it wasn't, it was like a, like a quality of win type of thing. And please hit the, that comment section below. Say, AJ, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm (laughs) fine with that. Go for it. It wouldn't be the first time. Shoot. Look, yeah, go for it. Whatever. All right. Number four, I'm going to go with wake forest. Okay. Um, I saw a lot out of, it looks, I mean, the defense played better. I liked it. I mean, better-ish. I guess they scored, let up 25 points to Vanderbilt, which is. It Vanderbilt. could be 70. It could be. Listen, we've had 50 points against from army. Like we got, <laughs> we got to take our wins where we can get them. But Sam Hartman looked like Sam Hartman again. <laughs> and that in itself and Liberty. Uh, I, did you see the quote? The Liberty defensive lineman said about Sam Hartman. I did it. Um, he, I believe he said something on the line of they do that slow draw thing. And that's cute and whatnot, but we're going to, I was like, they're going to beat you by 60 points now. <laughs> right, right. They put that plastic right up on their uh, locker room tape, and it's just going to be a long day for you. Sam Hartman seems like a guy that would say that, see that and put that on his locker and say, okay, you're going to say that? Then we're going mm-hmm. to do this to you all day long. So yeah. Wake Forest is my number four. Looking forward to that post-game presser for sure. Number three, who we got? Um, I'm going to say, and this this is where AJ gets wrong, Syracuse. <laughs> Okay, okay, Syracuse fans, are you listening? Because y'all tend to feel like we don't give you no love. Number three, I love it to I, see it. Love, love it their defense. It. Garrett yeah. Schrader is sh- is showing me that I was wrong, and I, you know, I'm not a media person that will double down on things I make wrong. I will. I love to live it up. Tell you when I when I screw things up. Yeah, he's showing me wrong wrong right now. Yeah, they beat UConn, but they also beat Louisville. They they spanked Louisville. Yeah, and. They have a big game this week against Purdue. I think Syracuse looks really good in this game. I'm not that sold on Purdue. Mm-hmm. I think they could easily be three and zero, and and really, I mean, all that all that hot seat talk about Dino Babers is going to go away. Simmer down, and I want everybody who gave me flag about it to apologize to me. And I'm going to look dead at you from all my Apple Podcast people who want to give me some flag about supporting Dino. I have supported that man thick and thin, and I'm going to support him forever because I think that ultimately, sometimes you just need to get better people in your background. And he's learned how to delegate well, and we still got process to go. Now, please don't embarrass me in this Purdue matchup because I don't want to take none of it back. So please, please, that's all I'm asking. We're going to lose by 24. Number two, uh, Florida State. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So they they beat. You know, they had their big win against LSU. Yep. They had their win against Duquesne. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. I think they have who they play this week. Uh, Louisville. Louisville. I like their chances there. They <laughs> win that. They're gonna. Eviscerate BC. 
and they're gonna be four and they could be four and zero in a couple weeks. They could be, and then you know, it's Mike Norvell is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mike yep. Norvell should never been considered fired. Jordan Travis is the highest quarterback. Like it's all the hype. Which listen, he's I the best it. quarterback in the ACC. I think he's I the best quarterback question. in the ACC. You hear yep. me? I got guys sending me clips of long deep ball throws that he's done. Like he listen, listen, he's a great college quarterback. I'm not taking that away from him. But playing at the next level is a different beast, and that's okay too. I, but right now, I'm just going to enjoy the Seminole season. I'm not saying nothing negative about them, except, you know what, I hope it's worth it. Y'all worried about being the best in the ACC? Worry about the buyout that you might have to potentially get if you don't keep going the way you're going. Positive vibes, okay? Yep, yep. Yep, there you <laughs> number, go. Number one. All right, is this one going to get me crap again? Because I'm going to say Clemson. <laughs> okay. Clemson again? No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, the Furman win was like, okay. Uh, yep. You know, it was good enough. Now, should they have annihilated them the same way you're giving Miami flack about a not, you know, winning big against Southern Miss? Clemson didn't exactly like overkill with their offense on set last Saturday. Right. And, and the, that and and Dabo was kind of ripping them a little bit on in the media this week. Yeah. But I think we all see what the writing on the wall is with this team. Like the defense is disgusting. It's so good. <laughs> but DJ is it, I I don't I don't know about him. I don't not, not sold. Not sold. Are we still okay? Clubbing watch. I am. I I think it's going to happen sooner than later. They, you know, they've been teasing them in and out. Yeah. I think it's going to be teasing him in more soon. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he, and that's 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 going to be the writing on the wall. And does he have enough talent around him to to make this offense work? I'm not sure, but he looks every bit the All ACC type of quarterback. And if they sure. get an All ACC type of quarterback with that defense, they're going to be the best team in this conference. No doubt about it. I think they're definitely right the tied well, but there are a lot of teams, as you mentioned, that the five that you mentioned very much have a conversation. The fact that NC State's not in the conversation is a little bit nerve-wracking for all my Pac fans. I'm not going to hold you because I picked them to win the whole kit caboodle. So I'm just saying next week when we evaluate AJ, the Charleston Southern win was pretty pretty nice. So let's just make sure we're giving them love on the back end. I don't know. Maybe you're just not, not, not feeling NC State. That's fine, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I I did kind of leave the NC State out, but I also didn't it's think okay. I, again not NC State being an afterthought. Never, <laughs> you know, you know they're two and zero. They got Texas Tech this week. That should be a fun one. That's going to be a great game, you know, a lot, for a lot of different reasons. But I'm excited to see how they can step up big with Big Twelve matchup and Big Twelve ACC. We know we're the, I guess, the lower tier conferences when it comes to SEC and Big Ten conversations. So maybe they can hold themselves accountable, like we saw last year where they had to with Mississippi State and they fell short. Maybe with Texas Tech, they can do big things. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, Devin Leary, I think I had the highest ranking on Pete pro football focus for running quarterback. So that's something. He did 90.9. Yep. So we're, we're excited to see more of what could happen for the rest of these teams. But AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you here on this show. I can't wait to see this episode pop up and I can't even more wait for these people's reactions. If you want to follow, follow more of AJ, can you remind them where they can find your work? Yeah, I would recommend you get into my comment section on Locked On BC on YouTube, where there everyone else rips on me all the time, and I love it. I, I, I it, it gives me the the sustenance I need to survive <laughs> writing about BC football for five days a week. Yeah, um, and you can check me out on Locked On BC on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. And I am the um, the publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the Two Four Seven Sports Network. I give you all the BC news, insight, and recruiting news. I got tons of it 
up on our site. So you might want to check that out if you're interested in BC sports. No doubt. Bikini Scooper and AJ Blood, guys, come back next week. We'll have more reads and rankings. And more than that, we'll have uh, a special guest tomorrow, Alex Dono from Locked on Canes, joining the show to give us a track Thursday. What games do we need to be aware of? Who could potentially be upset? We'll have all of that and more. And then Freestyle Friday with Jersey Drake, of course. We hope you have a good one. Until